from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, from August's meeting of Ipswich City Council, flood buybacks and the latest on repairs to council-owned property, planning scheme review receives 500-plus submissions and more on the Galvanised Festival, which starts at the end of this month. Mayor Teresa Harding joins the show. It's Friday, August 25, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. If you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know that each month I catch up after the ordinary meeting of Ipswich City Council with the Mayor. Meetings are available to watch on YouTube and to make it easier to follow what's being discussed and voted on, Meeting agendas and minutes are also online. Thank you for speaking with Ipswich today, Mayor Harding. My pleasure. Thank you, Alan. From this month's council meeting, the Governance and Transparency Report highlights the Resilient Homes Fund. Are flood buybacks still being processed? Absolutely. Um, So far, 106 contracts have been executed uh, and 91 of those properties have been purchased and settled. So it's still an ongoing program and I would expect um, probably somewhere between 250 and 300 um, properties will be purchased at the end of the program. Is it too late for flood affected homeowners to apply? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, the Register of Interest closed um, on the 30th of July, uh, 2023. But look, as, as per the discussion, um, I think it's been quite transformational for so many people who've been through trauma. Mm. Uh, we'll certainly be approaching the state and the federal governments to you know, do this on an incremental basis. We certainly saw with our Ipswich Integrated Catchment Plan that was went through council in February last year, um, where we did discuss for the first time buybacks. There are certain areas of Ipswich um, which we need to look at. So we have families who don't wish to move now, but maybe an estate sale in 10 years, 20 years time uh, will be a good way forward for our community. You touched on a point there that Councillor Tully raised and you endorsed mm. uh, in the council meeting that perhaps mm. the Resilient Homes Fund should continue in some form or other and that Enid Street was a great example. So is that right? There's only one house that hasn't opted to sell. It's not just one, There's, but it's um, it's a bit like a patchwork, but one stands out and right. it's very close to uh, Kippen Park there. And look, we would love to t- convert these um, properties into something really useful. So, you know, we know at Kippen Park, we would love to build another, you know, two, three or four soccer fields uh, for Western Spirit there. That would be wonderful. Uh, so it'd be, it'd be a nice little thing that would fit in well. And we also have had a lot of people ask about community gardens. So we've had a number of community groups ask us to see how we can utilise that land for a better community benefit. I certainly can feel for people who have lived in their properties for a very long time. You get very attached to it. And having been flood affected myself in 2011, well and truly understand Mm. the sentiment. And then you think, well, okay, it's not going to happen again, but it will happen again. It will flood again. There's no doubt about that. So let's hope that there can be some way of pleasing those people who are, are staying put in the near future. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, the voluntary homes buyback has been a terrific mm. scheme. It doesn't take away the fact that people have been traumatised and, and when they move, they're moving to a new community. Um, we've had, 
uh, one group where there's a number of neighbours. They're all finding, trying to find a house together because they get along really well. So, you know, it, it'd be nice to see that happen. From the CEO's report to the council meeting, the Ipswich planning scheme, uh, the submissions uh, have closed. There were over 500. In my mm. mind, that's not a lot for the city population, but I think it could be a lot compared to last time. Am I right? You're absolutely correct. I think we got about 190 last time with the 2006 uh, planning scheme. Uh, We decided to take, I guess, a bit of a a different approach. We did a lot of stuff before the public notification period. We did a lot of education and advertising to sort of encourage people to let them know what a planning scheme is and why it was important to receive their views. Um, And I just think, um, I guess, with the floods, but also waste issues that we've had and the growth that we're having, there were probably three big things that really drew more people to look at the uh, draft planning scheme. Can you reveal the main areas of concern that people raised? Uh, for my looking, it's probably more about uh, the floods, uh, uh, the flood zones there. So it ha- does have an impact. So some properties will have limited development. So, you know, someone might have a property where just part of their property flooded, so they won't be able to build it, just say a shed there or something like that. Um, or people who've got a property developer who do, do have, does have land, but now that there is evidence um, there because it did flood there. Reviews of uh, planning schemes for all councils don't happen every year, and when they do happen, it is a huge exercise. So what happens next for Ipswich? Uh, Look, obviously, we're looking to move into the approvals uh, next year, Um, and and I feel like that's a a good thing for our community because it also involves a lot of engagement with the state. The state also have to approve it as well, and as part of that, we're locking in commitments from them for future transport and future infrastructure as well. Uh, Also on the CEO's report, there was an item called the Corporate Risk Register, which does appear uh, regularly. Uh, This part of the report has classic government speak. Is council exposed to any major risks? Oh, look, every, in everyday life, there's a risk, isn't it? If you drive down the road, there's a risk. So what's really important is that that's identified and that we have risk mitigation um, procedures in there. So obviously one of our uh, projects is a, you know, implementation of a new uh, enterprise resource programming system. So uh, we keep a very close eye on that. And it's certainly um, yesterday was the Audit and Risk Management Committee. So they also keep a very close eye on anything that has a, a higher risk as well. What is the iVolve project and why was that highlighted? So iVolve is that uh, ERP system. So it's the new payroll finance um, system as well as um, – which will go across five different departments. Um, with, so it's our big enterprise resource planning system that we're using. So it's very important to make sure that is that has been scoped out well. There's been a lot of effort putting into what we need, but also making sure that we – don't customise things so it's so expensive to um, to upgrade in future. Under flood recovery, uh, the two floods of 2022 uh, were some time ago, uh, not, some, not, not a lot of time for people who were affected, of course, but what are the most visible projects still to be completed across council? I think without that, Colleges Crossing would be the number one there. So Colleges Crossing Rec Reserve is currently in the detailed design stage and the final design will be coming back to the public. That was planned to be a little bit longer because we know that will flood again. And we thought we just don't want to keep building back what was there. The, the state and the federal government uh, had provisionally agreed for a rebuild like for like. It was about $14 million. Uh, we actually said to them, do you mind if we take a bit longer? We would like to do community consultation because we don't think we should just keep spending that money all the time. Mm. Um, does come from taxpayers, doesn't matter which level of government, but, it, you know, we are all paying for it. And the community, 80% of the community were very um, wanted to have something that was a bit more resilient. And the 20% that wanted to have the same, they were mostly wanting to make sure there were still playgrounds and things for people to do. So we've taken by that feedback and we'll come back to the community with some of those uh, more resilient uh, designs. 
and see what their feedback is. So it sounds like colleges could be the last item to be fixed. Apart from colleges, <laughs> when do you think the other council uh, flood recovery projects will be completed? Look, all of them are supposed to be completed by June next year. That's the um, deadline from the state government. There'll probably be a couple of other things that will be a bit late, but we're still working through those projects. Under notices of motion, lapping. Interesting to see that on a a council agenda because there's the lovers and the haters. What's council hoping to achieve with this notice of motion? Um, Look, what I'm wanting to have is there's a lot... A lot of people are talking about it, so I thought, you know, just get the facts out there, get the truth out there, Alan. Mm-hmm. So um, we do hear that some businesses love it, some some don't. Um, you know, is it something that, that could be supported more formally once a year or, or something like that? Um, we've also had verbal advice from Queensland Police that anyone who organises it has quite an it's, it's that they are holding the public liability for an event yet in the community and the car clubs. They think, well, hang on, this is just a car club event. Why would that have to happen? So to me, this is very much, let's, let's explore what's there and what are the opportunities there? Because look, my husband's one that used to lap back in the 90s and he, went, he was part of it back on April when it was on. Um, so I think let's just look at what's available, what we can do and, what, um, and just see what our residents would like. A totally different uh, notice of motion to do with cars was car parking at the Springfield Central Community Centre. What's the current problem there? Why did this have to come to council? Yeah, Council Cole Johnny put forward, I thought, a really um, interesting and, and quite a good um, notice of motion. Um, so outside the Springfield Central Community Centre, they're supposed to have 16 car parks for people who, who visit there, um, from mums and bubs to, you know, people who are more vulnerable and things like that. So um, what we're finding is that most of the people that are parking there are parking there all day and so it's not giving access for people who are just coming in for an hour or two. So council will be looking at um, changing the, the local laws there. So we'll just well, that will come back to council for our decision as well. So as soon as you put restrictions there, you know that there will also be parking fines if people stay over, Alan. So I think it will come back to us and we'll, we'll see what the community have to say about it. And I know how much uh, councillors love giving out parking fines. Not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, but we do have to somehow balance the needs of the community. So we'll be interested to see what the uh, proposed solution is. Let's finish up with the Galvanise Festival coming up for the third year with an incredible uh, uh, amount of events. This has grown substantially since its uh, first incarnation. It has. It's been really wonderful because most of the 50 events are, you know, community groups here in Ipswich, you know, and community businesses, so or local businesses. So it's really great to see that it's getting bigger and bigger. It's across 11 days. It starts uh, next Thursday, the 31st of August to the 10th of September. So I'm just wondering, are you going to be coming back to the the bikes and the barbecues and the beards, Comp? Well, I keep getting lots of encouragement <laughs> to nominate for the uh, what is it, beards, bikes, and barbecues. Have I got that the right that's way, right, right that's way right, around? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it should be a lot of fun on Father's Day. I'm, I'm hedging my bets, but just you just never know. Uh, what what um, will be the highlights for you? Oh, I think the first weekend there's a, a beautiful uh, prohibition party full of glitz and glamour at the Workshops Rub Museum. So you know, having this this kind of event, you know, with the, the steam trains there. Mm-hmm. But also we have a, a really impressive um, workmanship display on the inaugural Sky Iron Festival of blacksmithing. So it's going to be it's quite spectacular. But look, there's ways for you to learn to craft your own leather wallet. I'm going on historic tours. Um, we've got the Spinners and Weavers, the Historic Society, the Genealogical Society, quilting. There's just so many activities as well as um, we're having a seminar with um, part of our history is our Indigenous history as well. So, yeah, we've got a really good action-packed 50 events. And the event Culture on Country at Harding's Paddock looks uh, like a great day out. 
It is, and I've actually had a cup Murray there before when we sort of launched it, and it's just fantastic. It's a really lovely community feel. Mayor Teresa Harding, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for speaking with Ipswich today. Thanks, Alan, and thanks to listeners. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.